Yes. Oh, yeah. Hi. I'm not alone. Yeah. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Hi, guys. Happy New Year. I know this is your first time. Happy New Year. What's up? My name's Tanisha Flowers. Oh, my gosh. And I'm here for the first. This is my first appearance first of the new year. Of 2021. Yeah. We, in the, we, we in here. We in this thing. We in this thing. It's about to go up. On a Thursday oh, night. Not down, but up. It's about to go up. Now, look, you already know what this means. I need you to tag somebody, <laughs> mention somebody. We have a word for your life that I Amen. believe is going to bless your soul, your being, and your mind. Amen. I was like, for this particular topic, for part four of this World Changer series, is this series blessing your yeah, life? Ask me to tag along. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, the series... Is this series blessing your life? Yeah. It should be blessing your life. It's blessing my life. Is it blessing your life? Uh, absolutely. I'm getting blessed to study. So um, we have so much to share with you all, and we want to get straight to work. Amen. Um, thank you for everybody, for all of your subscriptions, all of your shout outs. We yes. love you all so much. Now let's come for your life. Yes. Um, our scripture is going to be Genesis chapter 24. Genesis chapter 24, we're going to launch our reading at verse 12, just to kind of give you a backdrop of what is going on. This is the servant of Isaac. He's looking for a wife Mm -hmm. for Isaac, okay? So as he is approaching this particular well, this is where we're parking on this particular biblical narrative. You may not have heard it before, but let's give it to you. Genesis chapter 24, verse 12, it says, Then he prayed, Lord... God of my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I am standing beside the spring and the daughters of these townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to a young woman, please let down your jar that I may have a drink. And she says, drink and I And I'll water your camels too. Let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac. By this, I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Before he had finished praying, Rebecca came out with her jar on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel and son of Milcal, who was the wife of Abraham's brother Nahor. The woman was very beautiful, a virgin no man had ever slept with her. I'm really going to deal with that this summer. Notice it said, a virgin and no man slept with her. Because a lot of people hold on to their virgin card because, all right, I'm going to leave that alone. We're going to deal with that one in the summer. Uh, She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up again. Mm -hmm. The servant hurried to meet her and said, please give me a little water. From your jar. Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered the jar to her hands and gave him a drink. Verse 19 After she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too. Ding, 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 until they have had enough to drink. Our clause of concern and the verse. That we feel led that we have the double team on tonight Mm -hmm. lives in the latter part of our foundational text in verse 14 where the Bible lets us know, let her be the one that you 
have chosen. Please, y'all, yeah. don't just breeze past this. Let her be the one that you have chosen mm. for my ser- for your servant, Isaac. Mm. Let's get to work on tonight. Church family, what we are seeing in this particular biblical narrative, what we are seeing in this passage of Scripture is wisdom being extended to us on how we can have a life with a healthy soul. Mm. I know when you just look at this text, it's probably not jumping out to you the way that it jumped out at us. But in this particular passage, it is showing us how to maintain a life operating with soul care. Mm. This passage of scripture is showing us how you can live life with your peace tank full. Mm, okay. Because like I articulated earlier in this series, um, just because somebody lives on fumes, never let somebody who lives on fumes try to make you feel bad because you want a full tank. Wow. That's your issue. That is your problem, ma'am. That is your outlook, sir. I refuse to live like that. Your exhaustion is a warning sign, not my model. Did y'all hear what I just said? Okay, okay. Yeah, your exhausted state is my warning, not my model. Okay. Because if I try to be like you, I'm going to be exhausted like you. I'm going to have migraines like you, headaches like you, insomnia like you. And I'm not trying to be like you. I'm trying to be the me that God has created for me to be. Because can't nobody be me the way that God created for me to be me. And can't nobody be you the way that God has created for you to be you. And if you want to live on fumes, that's up to you. Uh Mm. I want a full tank. Okay. And listen, I'm about to get in trouble. For this particular season, we can't speak for everybody else. But is there anybody else watching this message on tonight? Well, you're like, um, I can't just receive advice from people who aren't being heavenly advised. That's it. Yes. Not for yes, this sir. season. Yes, sir. Not the way 2020 just was. Right. Uh-uh. Not the way I'm trying to grow in my spiritual walk. Not the way I'm trying to grow in maturity. Not the way I'm asking for the Holy Spirit to give me depths to my faith. Come no, I, I, need, I need a word. Maybe Amen. that's why you're on here tonight. Amen. Because you're like, I don't just need advice. I just don't, I don't need a Pinterest, Google, plagiarized message. I need a word. Yeah. And this is the part that's going to kind of get me in trouble. How is it that you have so much advice But when we look at you, we can't tell that your advice works. Okay. Is that too real? That's that's real enough. (laughs) Yeah, like you have all all this wisdom. Right. All this Facebook Live, though. I can't tell. Can we look at your life and tell the fruit that you're offering, are you gleaning from it too? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's too much. Lord help. Yeah, yeah. In this particular text, it is showing us how we can be effective with our destiny Uh and our calling. It's when the text says, let this be the one you pick. Yeah. Can I get everybody put in the room? You pick. You pick. I'm tired of picking. Come on. Mrs. Flowers, are you honest enough to say that all the time when I pick, I keep messing stuff up? Yeah, I sure can. I'm t- like, when you look at the resume of your life and your choices, why do you keep trusting you so much? Right. I've got to a place where, God, I'm tired of picking. You pick. I'm messing this up. No, no more my will. No more my desires. Yeah. No more my logic. Mm-hmm. No longer my preference. Uh oh. Yeah. No longer what I think. God, I want your will. Right. Because, Amen. Because number one, God, I need you to help me make kingdom choices. Come on. I need you to help me to make kingdom choices, mm-hmm. which is a direct deposit for my future. Yeah. Versus selfish choices, which causes for me to experience pending charges. 
<laughs> yeah, I want to make decisions that are a direct deposit for my future versus me make decisions that keep me impending. Mm. And then number two, God, I need, I need to be wise enough to be able to pick what you pick. Mm. Woo! This is going to be fire tonight. Yeah. God, help me pick what you pick. Yeah. Because I believe throughout all of our life, God is going to make sure that there become, there's a time in your life when what would help you fulfill your destiny crosses your path. Amen. Amen. The, for sure. The resource that you need, yes. the relationships that you need, Amen. the wisdom that you need. Yeah. God is going to make sure that there's a time in your life when that crosses your path. Right. But on the contrary, the enemy is going to make sure that there's a time in your life when a distraction crosses your path. That's it. That's it. That's so it. we feel we feel led on tonight to speak around this thought from this subject for part four of this world changer series. Who you pick matters. Who you pick matters. Come on. God, help us to make decisions that are a direct deposit for our future versus decisions that cause us to be an overdraft. What does it mean to be an overdraft? It's when I don't have wisdom in this area Mm -hmm. and now I have to pay a penalty fee. Yes. I'm not judging. I'm the first one to say there have been times in my life where I did not have wisdom in an area. Mm-hmm. That's why we're doing this. Right. To try to help us have wisdom in an area so I don't have to pay the penalty of losing sleep. Right, right. I don't have to pay the penalty of overthinking. God help us so we can make decisions that are a direct deposit for our future. Mm. Versus us make decisions that are centered around ourselves. So like this servant in this text, God We want to choose what is your will and not our will. In Jesus' name, and if you agree with that prayer, would you drop in the room, amen. 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 Who you pick matters. So it's confession time, week after week, week after week. These confessions be hitting different, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They be hitting different. Confession time. Can I get everybody to say this in the room? Put this in the room in all caps. God... Help me to choose. God, help me to choose. What you have chosen. What you have chosen. I surrender all I am. I surrender all I am. For all you are. For all you are. Put that in all caps. God, help me choose. God, help me choose. What you have chosen. What you have chosen. I surrender all I am. I surrender all I am. For all you are. For all you are. Hallelujah. So I, I believe everybody gets to a place in their lives. Um. When, you know, you are making choices, right? Picking, choosing. And if you are choosing to live a purpose-driven life. So, but I want to add this. God is not going to make you or force you to live a purpose-driven life. Talk. You choose to live a life on purpose. Yes. And when you have chosen to live a life on purpose. I mean, it says through the word, choose this day who you're going to serve. Choose life or death. So you make a choice. I mean, you can make the choice to not live a life on purpose. You can choose to just work your job, have your family live your life the way that you want to do it. If that's what you want to do, then awesome. But those people that have chosen to live a life on purpose have chosen to live a purpose-driven life. Like their life, God, my life is on purpose for your glory, I am choosing that, then they have to be selective in who they choose to be around. Talk. You have to be selective in who you choose to do life with. Hmm. You have to be intentional with who you choose to walk 
your day-to-day with. That's good. Life on life. So you can have meaningful, purposeful, casual relationships with all sorts of people. Mm-hmm. But the people that you spend time with on a regular basis yeah. should be intentional. Hmm. So you want people in your life that are going to encourage, right. that are going to um, enhance, that are going to push, mm-hmm. that are go- that they're, they're going to be a blessing to your life. Correct. You want to choose people. Correct. You want to be corrected. You yeah. want to choose people that are going to catapult you into your purpose, that are going to encourage you in your purpose and your walk yeah. and your stance. Everything that you choose to do in your purpose-driven life for God's glory, these people are a contributing factor to that, right? Because if you have people in your life that are discouraging, that are not encouraging in your stance, that are not encouraging in your walk, those are people that you may not need to be around. And unfortunately, sometimes those people are the people that you love a whole lot that you've been around a long time that may possibly be in your family. But I'm not saying you have to not have relationships with these people and not love these people, but you just may have to modify yeah. or adjust. You may have to change a little bit. That's so um, let me give you a couple scriptures. Uh, Proverbs 13, 20. See, you got to say how I say it. You got to be like, let me give you Bible. Let me give you some Bible. I'm going to give you Bible. I'm going to give you some. So right. Proverbs 13, 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. Good. But the companion of fools will suffer harm. Hmm. That's pretty self-explanatory. Hmm. So if you are somebody that is walking with people that are living a life of wisdom, then you are going to become wise. But if you hang around a bunch of fools, you're going to end up getting hurt. (laughs) That's what it says. But the companion of fools will suffer harm. So it's going to hurt you in the long run if you continue to be around or pick or choose people that are not conducive to your purpose and your calling and your destiny and everything that God wants you to do. Yeah. You're going to get hurt in the long run, okay? Mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 15:33. Mm-hmm. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. So good. Bad company ruins another pretty self-explanatory scripture. Yeah. When you hang around company that is not glorifying God, that is Contrary to the life that you have chosen to live purposely for God's glory and his will, it's going to corrupt or ruin your intentions. It's going to ruin what uh, uh, what God has going on for you. It, it's going to contaminate. Yeah. Okay. It, it's going to it's going to mess. It's going to mess with. It's going to maybe confuse what you're doing. Right. Because when we are because because sometimes we have these people that are in our lives at a certain point and you're like, man, like at this point in my life, they were so this and so this and so this. But now it seems like they're so this and so this and so this. Well, uh, I remember back in Oklahoma City, my pastor used this analogy one time uh, about how things transition in the church and he used it. Um, he, he used like building a building, right? So when you make a building, when you build an Ephesus, a structure, what have you, you have builders, 
right? Yeah. You have people that come to lay the bricks, mm-hmm. lay foundation, put up the drywall. You have people that build the building. Yeah. But once the building is built, those builders leave. And now the people that are supposed to work in the building come. So you have people that maybe at a certain point in your life, they built some things, but they're not supposed to be there for forever. Now the workers are going to come. So now these are the people that I am choosing that you can work your ministry with. You can work your calling. You can work in the mission field. You can work with these people. These are the people that I have chosen or that I am picking for you to work what I have called you to do. Because everybody that starts with you doesn't necessarily finish with you. And that's not always easy. It's not always easy. And sometimes you have to be careful because the people that you lend your ear to, they can influence how you feel your emotions how you think the decisions that you make yeah so if these people are not purpose driven themselves and you're choosing and you're picking to be around them then they can discourage what god has already told you or what god has already planted in you or what god has already doing in you but because you have are around people that may not be wise Right. They're not walking in wisdom. You know, maybe they're walking in the flesh. Maybe they're walking in their own opinions or their own philosophies or their own own way of life. They're walking in that. But you're walking, walking in a purpose driven life according to God's will and word. So that's going to be contrary. So you may not be able to choose this person Hmm. necessarily to be around on a regular basis. Yeah. Because whoever you are around on a regular basis it's going to be feeding you on a regular basis. The conversations that you have on a regular basis, the things that you do together on a regular basis. Yeah. Those type of relationships influence how you think, how you act, what you say, what yeah. you do, what you engage in, what you listen to, what you watch, what you eat. Literally, think about the relationships that you have, right? Your friends, cousins, sisters, coworkers, whoever. You listen to these people. Oh, girl, I tried this. You need to try this food. Girl, I listened to this song. Girl, I heard this. You, you, you get advice from these people, right? You, you, get, you get ideas from these people. These are the people that are pouring in your life on a constant basis. Yeah. So if you are choosing people that are not having the word poured into them on a constant basis hmm. and they're getting maybe the world or carnality poured into them on a constant basis, Talk. then guess what? Those are the people that you might not need to choose to be around on a regular basis. Yeah. I'm just saying on a regular, like doing life together. Like I need to have people that I'm choosing because we're not just talking about relationships because I know it's. Very easy to, to always say, oh, shoot, you know, pick on purpose with, the, with your spouse, right? But this is the pe- these are people that you are picking to do life and ministry and work with, okay? Yeah. The workers, the builders may be gone, yeah, okay? But the people that you are working with, they may not be the same people. Now, yeah. it's a blessing mm-hmm. if they are the same people. It's a blessing if they are in your family. It's a blessing if you did grow up with them. It's a blessing that, that if you did know them for a long time, they, yeah. they help you build and they help you work. But that's not always the case. And yeah. sometimes those decisions have to be made. I'm not saying that you have to not have these relationships. You just need to modify. 
You need to adjust and you may need to change their position and your ear, lending your ear to their advice that can influence the decisions that you make. Absolutely. So powerful. Because look, I want us to understand this. You cannot be an effective world changer with bad picks. Amen. Okay? Who you pick matters. Okay, listen. Whenever God calls a man, Whenever God calls a woman, whenever God wants to take you from glory to glory, whenever God wants to take you from level to level, level, from height to height, one of the most dangerous places that you could live is in your feelings. Amen. Listen, because feelings influence picks. Feelings influence picks and wrong picks create cycles. Amen. Did y'all hear what I just said? That's good. Wrong picks create cycles, and cycles have season-spawning momentum. Okay, yeah. Meaning, if I live a life where I live in my feelings, I'm going to make choices from my feelings versus for my call. Right, right, right. When you live in your feelings, when you live in your feelings, your feelings will have you so miserable where you'll be trying to take a nap, but the nap didn't want to take you. Mm. Y'all have been there. You can't sleep. You, like, I'm going to take a nap. The nap's like, no, you're not. <laughs> wow. You're trying to take a nap, but the nap is not going to take you. When you live in your feelings, mm-hmm. when your feelings are listed as your place of residence, right. by default, we automatically allow the enemy to become our mailman. Okay. This is powerful. Yeah. Anytime we live there, we okay. live in emotionalism, by default, we have automatically allowed the enemy to become your mailman. That's so crazy. he's going to constantly and he's going to intentionally send you things to try to get your feelings to cause you to be reactive yes. and activate self-sabotaging behavior. Right. Because I'm living in a place, I'm living in a place that is causing for me to respond based on how I feel. Yeah. Versus respond because of what God told me to do. See, listen, listen. God is going to tell you to do things Amen. that doesn't feel good. Right, right, right. God's right. going to tell you to give up things that don't feel good. Right. And if you live in your feelings, it could possibly cause you to not be obedient. Amen. And so what we're trying to get you to understand is I want to be able to follow God to such a degree to where my, vo- my feelings don't have the final say in my life. Right. Because if they do... If they do, you cannot be an emotional person and a world changer at the same time. I can never go to this. I can never go to the next level while wearing the straight jacket of what people think. My God. If you do, you'll be forever multitasking between losing your mind and fake smiles. Did y'all hear me? Yes. If you live here, you'll forever be multitasking between losing your mind and fake smiles. Don't live there. I'm going to give you Bible. Look at this. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things Mm. and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Proverbs 28, verse 26 says, Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool. fool. Let's make our lip hang and say fool. Fool. Whoever, (laughs) whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool. Yeah. But whoever walks in wisdom will be delivered. See, listen. Amen. That wisdom thing. Listen. about wisdom. There's wisdom in choosing the right people to be around, right? And and who you're around 
will either contribute wisdom to you, right? Or they will contribute for you to live a carnal life. Yes, a folly. See, see listen, foolery. Listen, foolishness. Listen, this is something that my mother taught me. She says, "Listen, you got to understand that exposure creates options." Yes, that's good. What we're trying to do right now is expose you to kingdom options. Amen. We're trying to give you multiple choice. <laughs> Some of us, all you have is A. If somebody comes at you some type of way, all you have is, hey, right. I'm coming at them only, some type of way back. If somebody comes at me ratchet, all I have is, hey, I'm right. going to respond right, ratchet right, right back. Right. But, but the thing about exposing you to wisdom, now you have multiple choice. It's great. Now I can circle B. I can hold my peace. That's good. I, I don't have to respond to them and cuss that heifer clean out. Okay. I, I can circle B. Mm-hmm. A wise man is one who could overlook an offense. Right. You're never going to arrive to this powerful kingdom holistic place by accident. It is going to take intentionality. Okay. Mm. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. So it's like you could be thinking that you're right Right. and you can feel as though this is right. Right. But our foundational text is showing us I don't want to feel Right. I don't want to think. Nope. God, I want you to choose. None of that. Right. And I want you to give me the wisdom right. so that when you choose something, I choose it too. Yes. Because God can offer us something and put something in our face that is his will. Right. But since it's not our will, right. we'll say it's not my type. Right. And I'm not just talking about a person. I'm talking about a calling. Yeah. I'm talking about a gifting. I'm talking yeah. about launching a ministry. Right. I'm talking about a podcast. Yeah. Whatever God has put in your bosom, yeah. if you don't feel like mm-hmm. it's going to be good, You won't do it based on how you feel. My God. Proverbs 3, verse 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own. Look at this understanding, Understanding, the way that you think, the way that you process. Don't lean there in all your ways. In all your ways. Acknowledge me. It could look good. Acknowledge me. It could look bad. Still acknowledge acknowledge me. It could look like a great opportunity. Acknowledge me. It could look like a terrible opportunity. Opportunity. Right, right. Acknowledge me. God wants us to seek him first in all things. Yeah. And I believe the enemy knows if they live in their feelings, I could cause them to be impulsive. Yes. I could cause them to be impulsive. Yes, you're a world changer. You are. We rocking it. We preaching it week after week. Right. You are a world changer. But if you live in your feelings, the enemy knows I can't stop them from being a world changer. I can't take their gift. But if I can get them to be reactive to the comments in the comment section. Yes. I can't take their gift. But if I can get them to be reactive to that inappropriate DM that slid in your DMs early this morning. Right. I I can't take their gift. But if I can get them to curse them out too, maybe I could agitate their emotionalism and I could agitate their behavior so much so so to where there's an audience you're supposed to reach. But you won't get their ear because you don't have the character. Nobody wants to eat a five-star meal off a trash can lid. Your character matters. So the enemy knows I can't take their giftedness. Oh, but if I can get them to be reactive, if I can get them to respond out of emotionalism, it will affect their ability to be a world changer. Unmanaged emotions will always have us stranded between crawling and calling. Mm. Did y'all hear what I just said? Yeah, yeah. Unmanaged emotions will always have us stranded between crawling and calling. Mm -hmm. And and we're going to be personal. We're going to be personal and open up our lives for a second. We we are in the field of loving people. 
The only person that can fire me or fire my wife is God. Nobody gave us this, this, gave us this position. We are in a field of loving and serving people. Amen. However, we understand that anytime you open yourself up to love somebody, yes. by default, you're opening yourself up to be hurt. Right. I'm standing before you with the full understanding that somebody will hurt Jerry again. I'm not saying that out of a wounded state. It's me understanding that we are all flawed people. Yeah. And as I live in this flawed world, somebody's flawed nature eventually is going to touch me. Right. It's going to touch me. So like I stated earlier, um, I, like I stated earlier in this series, we just have to make sure that pain is always just a visitor, never a tenant. Amen. And so some things that we have learned, um, number one, we've learned, I don't, want, I don't need to necessarily pick people. We're talking like teams now, not just relationships. Yeah. I don't necessarily need to pick people who get significance from being attached to us. Right. I don't. Right. Because these type of people become possessive. Right. There have been times, can we be open and honest? Let them let have it. There have been times when we would have a gathering like at our house, mm-hmm. and I would have to throw two different events because I know this person doesn't like this person, but I like everybody. Right. But since I don't want that negative energy, I have to have this event on this day mm-hmm. and this event on that day yeah. because I don't want them fighting. And I've just learned, you don't have to do all that, Jay. Nah. You don't, you don't have to do all that. They feel significant. for that. You need to feel significant on your own gifting. Right, right. You need to feel significant because of what God has called for you to do. Exactly. And so we just kind of learn any person that doesn't view us as anything more than God's vessels. Clay. If you don't view us as anything else besides clay, as imperfect people. Right. These can become dangerous people because they can become possessive. And you know the thing about possessive people? If they feel they don't have access to you, they'll try to destroy access from everybody else around you has has access to you. And they start actually trying to spread mess. Right. Not because of anything you've done. No. But because I don't have access to this person. They give me significance. Is this too real? They can also make you an idol. Yes. Talk, and, girl. Um, I, uh, I, I've had some experiences with friendships over the past. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure people can relate. You have had people that feel like they own you. That's my best friend. Right. That they own you. Like, well, they, they don't. They, they, <laughs> I know that they think that, you know, they got your back. But I'm the one that really got your back. <laughs> so so it's, it could be that, that possession type of thing. It could yeah. be it's, it's an insecurity. Yeah. On their part, because they feel like, like you, like you said, they find significance, mm-hmm. um, and they place you at this higher level, higher level to where, like, I need you to be in my life. Yeah, I need you to be. A, I need to be a part of what you're doing in order to feel important. Yeah. And the only people that you want in your life is people that God has attached with you. To you in order for the greater calling, right? right? In order to do God's perfect work, okay? Right. Where at just like the body of Christ. Right. Like you view me as a foot. Right. And you're you are a hand. Yeah. And we can we function well together. Yes. Not apart. Right. But not like, oh my God, I just love the foot so much. Like <laughs> I wish that I could be the foot. And I don't want anybody else to have this kind of foot but me. You know, like I, I hope everybody's understanding. Where, where, where I'm coming from, when, yeah. when people get to the point where they feel like you're an idol, hmm. that can be dangerous. We are all on the same level. Yeah. Just God gives different people different purposes, different 
callings for different reasons. Absolutely. Period. But we are many members and one body. For example, right now in this sanctuary, we have people that behind the scenes that you will not see. Right. But their significance in the kingdom of God right. is just as valuable yes. as us on this stage. Absolutely. Because we are all members in the body for the greater call. So, so if they have that type of mentality, yeah. then those are the type of people that you want to choose. Yeah. This ain't about him. This ain't about her. This ain't about them. This is what I'm doing for God's will. This right. is a part of my purpose-driven life. And I just happen to be attached to you. Yeah. So we can do God's kingdom together. So, yeah, yeah pick on purpose. Choose yeah. on purpose. I remember one time we were on a cruise um, before the global pandemic, of course. And I was like, you know, I, I haven't seen the captain. I haven't right. seen the captain, but I saw the crew everywhere. Yeah. The, the crew the people who are serving, the right. people who are working, working, the people who are understanding, this is all about all of us right. getting to a destination. Right, right, right. That's it. Just because God has told us, okay, we're going to the Bahamas. Right, right. That does not make me feel significant. Right. We all have a work to play. Right. When the hand feels I'm better than the foot, when the foot feels I'm better than the eye, when the eye feels I'm better than the nose, I'm trying to be like the nose, then we can't reach our destination. Right. Right. You're trying to be a world changer. I have to connect with people who help me have fuel for my destiny. Listen. And sometimes we spend so much time providing fuel for people who don't matter yeah. that when it's time for us to get to our destination, right. we don't have enough gas left. Right, right. We don't have enough ga gas left because we're trying to impress the wrong people. It's good. And as long as Go the ahead. ship is moving, right? That's you see it. what I'm saying? Like, in the right the, direction. In the right direction. Yes. It's not about the, like, you need the whole crew, Talk. right? You need the people that are driving the ship, Yes. right? And then you need the people that are working underneath, right, in the Absolutely. lower decks, right? And then you need the people that are serving all of the, the people that have come on the cruise ship. Like, yeah. everybody works collectively, yeah. right? That's the, those are the type of people that you need to pick. I need people in my life that want to do some work. Yeah. I need to choose people in my life that have work on their minds for the kingdom of God. Yeah. Like my life is to, to work for the kingdom of God. Absolutely. Whatever area that may be in. Yeah. Right? Because your work doesn't look like somebody else's work. Yeah. And but as long as it's working for the kingdom and your life is purpose driven in that area and God is surrounding you with those people, yeah. then that's exactly where God wants you to be. Yeah. But it's when people are around the wrong type of people and they allow those people that are not purpose driven to influence what they're doing, then things, then, then, then the ship. Yeah. Starts going left. Right. <laughs> then, 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 the, then, then there's some haywire sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I asked on Monday night, I went on Instagram Live, and I said, my wife and I are administering a message entitled, Who You Pick Matters. Can y'all just start to comment on why did you pick certain people and why did you pick certain places? Mm -hmm. Now, it was too many people for me to share everything, but I want to just name a few of what people said. Uh, certain people said, I picked because we shared dysfunction. Yeah. I wasn't able to recognize 
that maybe this isn't us being um, equal. It's that we have similar dysfunction. Yeah. Another lady said, I picked honestly to feel better about myself. Right. I knew that they were no good for me, but because nobody was taking interest in me, I selected the person that I knew already kind of liked me just so that I could feel good about me. In other words, I used them. Right. Another person said, I picked because I just wanted to be married. I felt my biological clock was ticking. Wow. Um, somebody else said, I picked this uh, particular job, this particular corporation, because I felt as though it gave me significance. Right. Notice most of us are picking things for superficial reasons. Superficial, superficial. reasons. Superficial. Now, now when, I, when I met Tanisha, I was, in, I was in a relationship before I met Tanisha. I ended that because I recognized I was going to be a pastor. Okay, so it came a time in my life, and this will happen to everybody, where you're in between the crossroad of history and destiny. Right. I didn't know that she was going to come in my life a year later. All I knew is I have a destiny. And in that moment, that destiny was so massive to me that I was willing to end my history. I was willing to end what was familiar, even though it was a comfortable place. I was like, God, I'm going to trust that what you have called me to do. I'm going to trust why you caused me to cause my mother's sciatic nerve to be irritated. Why you caused me to cause her to have swollen feet. Me being born into the world is going to be better for me to let this go than for me to hold on to it and hope it works. Mm -hmm. Did y'all hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we have to understand that your pick matters. Number two, I've learned, okay, you want to be careful with picking people who have abandonment with abandonment wounds Mm. because they'll attach themselves to you. Yeah, yes. Yes. I'm serious, y'all. We're telling you real life. There have been times I've had just a group of brothers at my house who are married because I'm having married conversations. Mm -hmm. We're talking about how we can be better with our wives. And another brother will get offended because I didn't invite him. And so now you're on follow. You won't talk. I don't even know what's going on. Somebody else has to bring to me, hey, they feel this type of way. And I had to explain, like, listen, I was just speaking to married men. It's, It's not that I didn't invite you. Right. No, you my dude. <laughs> it's not that I didn't invite you, but I want you to be so secure. Well, you never question our relationship due to a lack of an invitation. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. I have to know who I am. That's good. Look. That's good. Let me show you this. Look. I believe sometimes, God, there's something that we're holding that is really, really heavy. Yeah. And God places us in a season where we could deal with it. It's not always the weight That breaks us down. Sometimes it's the way that you carry it. Sometimes there's something in your life that is really heavy that God puts you in a season of obscurity. Not because he's punishing you. Not because he doesn't love you. But because this is causing for you to have a spirit of heaviness. And I need you to deal with this thing. But instead of you dealing with it, you're holding on to it. You're holding on to it and it's heavy. And you're straining. And God's like, "Just, just give me your mind for this season. To just give me your passion for this season. Give me 35 days of committed prayer. I need you to grind. Just give me your next six months. Seek my face every day at six in the morning for the next six months. I'm going to change you. Instead of us giving this up, we hold on to it. And so you know what happens? Every time we see a person, we immediately think they're a person that is going to be a healer versus an advancer. And this is how you put your weights on people. This is how you put your issues on people. This is how you put your struggles on people. And so you'll try to help me carry it. I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be my wife. Oh, this is going to be my ministry. Oh, this is going to be my career. And it's really because 
What I'm carrying is too heavy. And every person I bump into, I don't view them as an advancer. I view them as a healer. But then sometimes they drop it. And so now I feel as though she did me so wrong. I feel as though they did me dirty. And now here I am blaming them when the whole time God was trying to have you deal with what you were holding on with anyway. Who are you blaming that dropped you somewhere when really God wanted you to drop a weight somewhere? And a lot of us, you're blaming this person because you felt it's their responsibility to love me. It's their responsibility to be there. It's their responsibility. And God says, I I need to put you in a season. It's called a wilderness. Where I detox you from everything you've known. I cause you to stop craving what you had in Egypt. Because I have something for you in Canaan. But if you don't let me deal with what's heavy, you'll keep on putting your heaviness on somebody else. This is good, y'all. This is good. Number three, we have learned to look for hearts and minds not just hands and words. Right, right, right. We, we've learned to look for hearts. Mm-hmm. People who God has their heart. Yeah. And people who have a mind to want to advance the kingdom. Yeah. Not a mind to want to advance their platform. Amen. I need to be surrounded by other world changers that challenge the way I think. Amen. I need to be surrounded by other world changers who have a heart to change the world for God's glory. Yeah. Here's the question. Do you have anybody in your life besides your pastor? <laughs> Do you have anybody in your life besides your pastor that reminds you that you're a world changer and that every time you have a conversation with them, it causes your heart to be on fire? I have brothers that when we work out, there's just a fire that just kindles on the inside of me because I'm hanging around other lions. And maybe this is an issue with our men. If you keep hanging around kittens, no wonder all you have is a meow. If you hang around lions, then you can have a roar. Amen. Amen. You can have a roar. Just some things that we've learned personally just from um, our lives in this particular scripture. Um, where, where you pick matters. Where you pick matters. We see this in the life of David. David was in the pasture and Samuel left and went to Ramah. David then had to understand I have a pasture placement, but I have a palace anointing. Right. And just because I'm here doesn't mean I need to pick here. It means I need to start thinking there. That's good. But if you don't understand that you have the oil for there, you'll pick people while you're here. Right. Where you pick. Number two, why you pick. Yeah. I picked this woman of God because I was thinking about y'all. I was thinking about you Mm -hmm. and I was thinking about the kingdom. Yeah. Seriously. Mm -hmm. When I saw that she was a servant, Mm -hmm. when I began to do my research, because I do believe that you're supposed to investigate. (laughs) I was, asking, I was asking the church musician about her. I was asking her pastor about her. I needed to do my research because I wanted to make sure that her presentation didn't just look good. I wanted to make, make sure that she was already giving good fruit. Mm-hmm. And so when I recognized that I was going to be a pastor, I said, I need, I need a woman who loves God more than they'll ever love me. And I need to have somebody who loves people, who loves people because this is what I've been called to. And being able to understand that caused me to pick my beautiful wife. And can I say this? Um, as a woman, you shouldn't be picking anybody. Talk, girl. Talk. I mean, I hope you understand. Like, he finds you. Now, you are asking God, Lord, <laughs> hide me from anybody that you have not chosen for me. And allow the right one to choose me and let me 
you know, give me the answer. Let me sense it in my spirit. Speak to me, God, in whatever way. Confirm to me to know that this is the one that you have chosen for me. But you shouldn't be out there picking your own. Yeah. That's 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 backwards. I just, yeah. you know, I just wanted to clarify yeah. that cuz you're not picking him. You yeah. shouldn't be picking. You're not chasing, you're not pursuing. Yeah. You are not finding. Yeah. It's the other way around. Yeah, and from a ministry standpoint, just because your sister does it doesn't mean God called you to do it too. Right. A lot of us think we're called by default. Like, okay, since my sister does this, then I should do it too. Right. God told Moses and the Israelites to go through the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. He didn't tell Pharaoh. Can I get somebody put in the room? He didn't tell Pharaoh. So Pharaoh goes through and he drowns. This is what happens when you try to follow a word God didn't give you. So you have to make sure that just because I'm in a community or just because I have fellowship with another person Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that their grace is my grace. Many members of one body, but we all have different assignments and, and and i can see how people can get inspired right because yeah. if they look up to people or if they see people and they have gotten attached to them yeah they can get inspired by what you're doing yeah that's awesome Absolutely. but it but it, it becomes a problem when you think that you can duplicate mm-hmm. or do something else or do the same thing yeah. and that ain't your oil yeah that ain't your calling. That's not your purpose. That's not what God has destined you to do. Maybe God allowed you to come in contact with that, that those people or those individuals to give you inspiration to do what you're called to do. Absolutely. Not what they're called to do. Yeah. Do what you're called to do. Yeah. And allow God to work that in you. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, pre-COVID, I was speaking at one church. And uh, they told me to go in the back. They had some audio issue. And I was walking in the back. And I just entered enter into one green room. And it was nice. And I mm-hmm. said, this is nice. And I was looking at, you know, everything that they had. And um, I was actually impressed with that room. And uh, the, the, the pastor who was assigned to me said, hey, uh, your room is down the hall. And I said, I'm actually good. I like this. I was actually trying to convince him. I'm cool. I'm right next to the sanctuary. As soon as I hear worship, I don't want to stay in here because I'm that guy. I don't want to watch what's going on on the screen. I want to be out where the people at. And he said, no, your room is down the hall. And so I, you know, submitted to the pastor. I walked behind him. And that room that he took me to, it had like hummus. It had celery. It had Diet Coke. I don't know why we have Diet Coke. Had all this stuff. I don't really eat none of it anyway. But it taught me something. Sometimes you can walk into a room, and when God calls you to another place, you're so used and you're so impressed by what you see here that you can miss out on what God really has there. Right, 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 right. That's good. (laughs) The last one, when you pick, matters. When you pick. Sometimes God is just trying to deal with what's heavy. It's not time for you to pick. You're still bleeding. It's good. You're still hurting. You're still blaming your father. You're still blaming your mother. Let me heal you. So that every man that comes in your life, you won't automatically view them as one that can fill the void that your father didn't. Let me heal you to such a degree that every opportunity where you get more money, you don't chase it and risk losing your family. I need you to have enough discernment and enough wisdom to know when to pick. Amen. And there are certain seasons where my heart is under construction. That's good. No trespassing. And so we wanted to just come on for a few moments and say, yes, you're a world changer. But who you pick, when you pick, and where you pick matters. Yes. And if you live a life where you live in your feelings, you by default are going to allow the enemy to be 
your male man. So, Father God, we pray just, just, just in this moment, like we see in this text, help us to be able to identify what it is that you want for our life. And help us to surrender our will so much so to where we trust you even when we can't trace you. That we trust your pace even when we want to go faster. God, give us hearts to where you can rid the anxiety, rid us being excited for things and just wanting to get out of this place and whatever surgical operation that you have to perform so that we could be all that you need us to be. We submit to the surgery. We submit to the stripping. We submit to letting things go so that we could go and impact the world for your glory. We are world changers. In Jesus' name we pray. 